This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hear more from Free FM. For a small monthly fee, you can become a patron and support independent community media. Go to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out how. A dead body without a trace of trauma? Alien parasites, worms of the brain, crocodile attacks and bizarre eating disorders. In The Quick and the Dead, pathologist Dr. Kenrick Templecamp takes readers into a world of disease and death as he seeks answers for those who were unlucky and those still alive to tell the tale. Uh, Dr. Kenrick Templecamp is a pathologist who in his early career worked in war-torn Rhodesia in the 1970s before working on some 2,000-odd cases here in Aotearoa. Kenrick is also the author of 2018 best-selling book, The Cause of Death, about the more unusual stories of death and murder he's encountered during his career, uh, like the Mark Lundy case, which you'll know. But it's his latest book, The Quick and the Dead, which brings him to Hamilton Book Month next Tuesday night. Kia ora, Kenrick. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. How are you? Very well, thank you. Um, look, a pathologist, I think, blood and labs. <laughs> Can you give us a bit of an idea of what the role of a pathologist is to start? <laughs> well, generally, we're not. it's not terribly well known. People, of course, know what we do from CSI and seeing us in, in um, various movies or usually with a, a walk-on role when there's been a, a homicide, but in fact, most of our lives are quite boring like everybody else's. <laughs> and we just work on doing uh, tests on, on uh, live patients to find out what disease they've got. So we dabble in both disease and, and death. Uh, but with most of the time, probably 95% of the time, we're dealing with disease. And that's really what I've written about, is those who, those who are alive and those who are dead. So, well, I guess many of us are really intrigued by the, the cause of death sort of thing. Uh, most of the work would actually be in uh, diagnosing disease and illness instead. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's right. Um, when, when, we, uh, d- when we deal with the dead, it's always because there's a problem. You know, the, the person who has an obvious heart attack and has been in coronary care and, and, and dies, after a, a week's illness is pretty straightforward and those people never get investigated by us but we always get referred the really strange ones the ones that make no sense the people who are in the wrong place or where something really odd has happened so that's always really strange and it's the same with disease some diseases are very very obvious you know you've got a sore throat and you take a swab and you grow a streptococcus that's it but other people have weird diseases weird symptoms weird signs and the challenge for us is to try and find the clues and put them together and come up with a diagnosis. I wonder, I mean, I read um, a couple of articles online and you were referred to as a provincial pathologist. Is that different to, like, a city pathologist? It is a little bit. Um, in the big cities like Auckland and Wellington and Christchurch, uh, people tend to hyper-specialise. Pathologists tend to hyper-specialise. Like, they have one pathologist who just deals with brain tumors or one pathologist who predominantly deals with kidney biopsies. But when you work in the provinces, you have to be able to do a little bit of everything because you just don't have the same breath. And what that meant is that when I first started, came to New Zealand in 1987 and settled in Palmerston North, we had to do everything, you know, from homicides to blood tests and um, 
everything in between. And that sort of breadth of experience is very, very uncommon these days. Mm. And so at what point uh, did you start writing about your work and how did that come to be? <laughs> yeah, well, um, I've always enjoyed writing. Um, so to, to sit down and put my thoughts on paper is something that some people enjoy doing. It's like listening to music or uh, painting pictures or something like that. But I thought to myself, you know, the stories uh, of, of the cases that, that, that I've been involved with are just so amazing. When I tell people about them, they always just shake their heads in disbelief. And I thought, well, I'm just going to write them down. <laughs> now, I'm not actually an author. You know, I don't actually drag fiction out of my uh, mind like J.K. Rowling or something like that. I see myself as a historian. Yeah. I write down the history of what happened. And I'll do it in my own words and what I remember the people saying. So throughout both my books, The Cause of Death and The Quick and the Dead, um, they're quite easy to read, I think, because a lot of it is what is people actually talking to me and me talking to people. And they are the words that I remember that were said at the time. And so it, 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 it unfolds almost like you're watching it uh, um, in front of you. So, so it's really writing the history rather than anything else. So when you say writing a history about, I guess, your work as a pathologist, rather than it sounding quite technical and scientific, it's more about your experience uh, with those cases um, and yeah. that narrative. Yeah, what I've tried to do is, is, is tell the story as it happened. So I, I'd say what happened when I got the first phone call and when I first went to the, um, to the chicken ranch and, and there lying by the gate is a, is a battered body and what it looked like and what people said and what we thought and gradually how it unfolded into into what had happened. So it's, it's sequential as well as being um, uh, narrative, if you like, but it's certainly not technical. And so, I mean, you're based in Palmerston North. I mean, are there cases in your books based on what has happened in that area? Because you would think not much interesting might happen in a small provincial city. You, you'd be amazed. I mean, the stories that I tell, and they're not unique to Palmerston North or the Manawatu at all. They occur in every city and in every province around us. Um, you know, people die in the most extraordinary ways. As, as I would say, nobody actually expects to die, and nobody's ready to die, and they haven't all got it all worked out with their last words there. And uh, the most odd things happen, and um, the stories are just they go on and on. When you get a group of pathologists together and you hear about what <laughs> the cases people are working on, they're just amazing. So can you tell us, uh, I guess, briefly about a couple of the stories that you touch on in your book and that you write about? Well, yes, okay. The, uh, the one that I, that I find um, personally the most satisfying is, is the story of Jason Chase, who is a young man who uh, went up into the Ruahimi Mountains back in 2002, around about mid-December, and he never came out again. And it was a big mystery about where he was. It was a huge search for him, and eventually the uh, rescue people and the police gave up, but his now didn't, and they brought in hundreds of people from all over the community to go and search the mountains. And eventually, around about the 4th of January, when he'd been missing three weeks, they found his body, and there wasn't a mark on it. You know, he hadn't been murdered. 
He hadn't had an accident. Uh, he had no medical diseases at all. Uh, all, the, all the tests for toxins were negative, and yet there he was lying dead in a, in a creek. And it took um, 16 years to actually find the cause of the death. And it turned out that um, he had walked out of the mountains and he'd walked through a, down through a creek called Nettle Creek, which is surrounded by Onga Onga Nettle. And he walked through these and they are, at certain times of year, they can be absolutely deadly. And people have died. Young men have died in that very place. Um, from those nettles and putting it together with his far now and looking at where he was and, and how he was lying and where he got to, uh, we believe that he pushed, made a mistake, came down the wrong pathway and walked through this bank of nettles. Now the most satisfying thing about this was to be able to sit down with his mother and his far now and be able to say after all these years when nobody knew and everybody was trying to uh, rationalize what had happened to him and you know how could this have happened to actually reach this conclusion and find an answer you know that's that's one of the most satisfying things that i think a pathologist can can do well after six did you say 16 years yeah it wow. took 16 years because i didn't know that he was in nettle creek i didn't know he was near nettle oh, right. in fact i didn't even know about the onga onga nettles and then a surgical colleague of mine when i was telling him the story and Saying, I just don't know what it, what he died from. If this had been Africa, I would have said it was a snake bite. Mm. But I just can't find out what it is. And he said, oh, I know that area. And he said, you know, back in 1961, a young man in that very spot died from walking through the nettle. And he said, oh, I'm sure you're going to find out that that's what it is. And when we looked into it, it's exactly what had happened. Oh, well, let's hope pathologists chat around the dinner table a little bit more often to um, <laughs> to put your heads together to solve these mysteries. And I guess that it is that mystery aspect which makes people so uh, compelled to listen and hear more. And, of course, you're coming up for a Hamilton Book Month event uh, next Tuesday, the 25th of August um, from 6.30 to 8 o'clock. It's at the Hamilton City Council Reception Lounge. Uh, so you'll be here, and I believe, talking with Scott Bainbridge, who is a true crime author. Yes, yes, yes. We're each doing a session. Wonderful. And I'm looking forward to that. Um, and if, where is the best place to pick up a copy of your book for anyone who is interested? Any of your local bookshops um, will, will, will be stocking it. Wonderful. Um, Kenrick, thank you so much for joining us this morning and we'll look forward to hearing more from you next Tuesday. Well, thank you for inviting me. I look forward to visiting your city. That was Dr. Kenrick Templecamp, uh, who's the author, uh, he, well, he's a pathologist who also writes about his work. Uh, the Quick and the Dead is the latest book, it's a HarperCollins book. As he mentioned, it's in all good booksellers. Um, so if you head along um, and grab yourself a copy, but it's a free event next Tuesday. Of course, we will still be in level two, but there will be some distancing, uh, the contact register. So uh, no need to stay away. This is one I think you could feel safe to head along to. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.